All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. The Oilers are on a four-game heater, and Oilers Nation every day is breaking news live during shows. What a time to be alive. Let's get into it with the lead. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day live from the Sports Closet Studio, sportscloset.ca for whatever you need. NFL, NHL, MLB, NBA, they have it all and they have a massive selection as well. Whether it is in-store, online, they got you. They are your hookup for sports merchandise. Shout out to Sports Closet. Shout out to everyone tuning in live on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, the Nation Network YouTube, where things are buzzing already. I love when I check the YouTube chat like 30 minutes before we go live. And you're already in there dropping in comments. Uh, ha Dry is in, says, wait, isn't Provorov the guy that we talked about the Oilers potentially trading for. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. If you missed last night's events, you can give Twitter a nice scroll and see why Ivan Provorov got himself in some hot water. Water. We are talking about the Oilers extending their winning streak to four games, though. What a beautiful game it was last night from the Oilers. They got depth scoring. They controlled the play at five on five. Jack Campbell had a better than 900 save percentage. We're going to talk about all of that coming up in a few minutes. But first, I want to bring in my boy, Liam, <clears throat> because Liam, the chat is buzzing. Liam, the like button's been hit by a handful of people uh, or by a handful of people already. What's the like goal tonight? 
Do you know what? I think we should go. There was I was thinking Jack Campbell, but that's too low for a 36. Fogel got on the go- score sheet too, but 37 is too low. So let's go with 71 for our boy Ryan McLeod. Thought he had a good game last night. Grabbed a goal, and here we are. So let's get to 71 today. We got to 97 yesterday, I think, by the end of the show. So shouldn't be an oh, issue for yeah, anybody We hit triple today. digits. Oh, we did. That was a big one then. A big one. Maybe that's what we yeah. need to just keep manifesting big wins for the Oilers. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's take a look at a quick little recap of last night's game as well. Uh, Zach Hyman comes out with a three-point performance in this one. Ryan McLeod, Connor McDavid, Derek Ryan, and Ryan, and yes, Warren Fogle found the back of the net as well. Our guy Chris Walkling is in and says, Fogle, more like floor goal. Warren hey. Fogle scored from his ass. Hey, that was actually like... That wasn't even like a lucky kind of play. Like that was no. some great awareness to take that puck and shovel it upstairs. That was a beauty from Fogel. It was kind of funny that that was the one that went in for him. Like he had two, he had that one where he drove it in and then Jones made the really good save on the second attempt. He had the breakaway and then there was one other mix in there. I can't remember. Then he scores one from his ass. But my favorite was the fact that like people were responding on Twitter being like, that's how I celebrated on my couch when Fogel scored when he was on the floor, but it was nice to see him get on the sheet. And honestly, played really, really well. And he made me eat my words after what I said about him last week on the show. So let's hope Fogel, oh, sorry, Fogel can keep buzzing. Yes. Yeah. Um, here's another interesting part. When you look at who the goal scorers were for the Edmonton Oilers last night, we broke it. We broke it, Liam, late on yesterday's yeah. show that Yessa Pugliarvi was going to be a healthy scratch for the Edmonton Oilers. And I think the decision for who to healthy scratch right now for this team basically comes down to three players on a nightly basis. It's Fogel, it's Derek Ryan, or it's Yessa Pugliarvi, or it's Vinny DeHarnay if you go back to a 12-6 mm-hmm. and six approach. Well, let's go through what happened last night. Vinny DeHarnay picked up another assist and played a really solid hockey game. His time on ice last night was 9.50. He played just over 90 seconds on the PK as well. And the Oilers PK, I thought, was solid, even though they did give up the one goal. They went three for four. That's better than their season percentage. So DeHarnay had a good game. And then Derek Ryan and Warren Vogel both scored. And the Oilers beat a division rival. It's going to be... I think near impossible to justify Yessa Pugliarvi going back into the lineup on Thursday. Yeah, I, I I can't see why you would take anything out. And Dayane, like you said, I thought he played another good game. He got a penalty for being just taller than than Yanni Gord. And then yeah. the one he took late in the third was a very necessary penalty. That was a good penalty to take. You know, you got beat and then obviously you got to bail out your goalie a little bit after Campbell bailed the team out quite a few times. Last night he played really well, but... Just on Derek Ryan, I know he's been one of those names that's kind of like, oh, well, he makes 1.25. Like, maybe he's the one that goes on waivers. Like, I just don't see how you can take this guy away from his team right now. Like, sure, like, I don't think he's an everyday player, but he does a lot for this for this lineup. And that goal he got last night was yep. good. He was kind of buzzing around. I think he's just a very reliable player. And, yeah, like, how are you supposed to put Poyavi into this team? It's unfortunate for him, but... At the end of the day, is a credit to the players that are playing the game on a nightly basis who are performing at a high level. And that's what this team needs. They're getting depth scoring now too, which is such a massive thing and something that was really plaguing them at the start of the season. Like you listed off those names you scored, McLeod, Ryan, Fogel. Like those guys weren't getting goals in like November and October and even early December too, right? 
Yeah, and I'm going to have a little bit more on that in our three big things. Uh, but Derek Ryan scores. He has six goals in 44 games this season. Mm-hmm. If you can have Derek Ryan, a guy who comes in and out of the lineup every once in a while, plays on the fourth line, if that guy gets you 12 goals on the season in like 75 games, you're Perfect. probably pretty thrilled with that. So he's having a great year. And you know what number I love with Derek Ryan last night? 75. That's the percentage of face-offs he won last night, too. So a right shot center, which they don't have, and a guy who can be reliable in the face-off dot as well. Um, yeah, it'll be really hard for this team to put Pugliarvi back into the lineup. Uh, let's get to some comments here before we dig into our three big things for Montana's. Um, Owen is in and says... Kane had three good chances. Yeah, Blake said how close was Kane to scoring near the end there. It's not one of my three big things. We could probably dig into Evander Kane's return to the lineup as well. He was credited with seven shots on goal. He actually played north of 17 minutes, as you can see here. No goals, no assists, no points. But all in all, Liam, I'd consider that a pretty good return to the lineup for Evander Kane, who mixed it up physically every once in a while, went to some tough areas. I think this one for him, especially considering the kind of injury he went through, was just all about showing like, hey, we are good to go kind of thing. I can still do this. I have confidence in my wrist to do everything I need to do to contribute. Yeah, definitely. And just like there's a couple of shots on that, but he had probably 10 scoring chances overall. Like there's a couple that yep. he was literally, if he, if he was a, if he was shooting from the other side, they would have gone in the net. So he's in the positions. And like you said, it's, he kind of spoke about it when you guys were on real life with him. Like that first game back when he, when he joined the others and played against Montreal, it's like skating in quicksand. So you got to yep. let him get back in rhythm, but overall to have seven shots on goal. And like I said, a couple other ones contributed in there that weren't credited on the shot clock. Um, just being physical, like you said, and yeah, like overall, just a good game. He got some penalty killing time too. He's on the power play a little bit. I don't think it's going to be long before we see the full effect of what Evander Kane can bring to this lineup. Yeah. Uh, McKay is in and says, whenever Derek Ryan scores, I can go to sleep with a smile on my face, win or lose. Hey, everyone's got their guys. Um, there's a guy I play beer league with and him and his group of friends have like a shotgun pool. So everyone has like an oiler player, but not like McDavid or Dreisaitl. I think it's like a depth oiler player picked for them. And whenever that player scores, you have to send a video of yourself immediately shotgunning a beer into the group chat. <laughs> and the guy he has is Derek Ryan, which I think is hilarious. Um, what else is going on here? We'll get to some more Pugliarvi stuff maybe a little bit later. Uh, Nick says, Vinny DeHarnay is hot like a pizza supper. Sure. I've never <laughs> even heard that before. Why not? Uh, Cole says, are we worried about running 11 and seven long-term and tiring out some of the forwards? And what I'll, I'll actually say no to that just because it almost doesn't even change McDavid and Dreisaitl's minutes that much compared to when they go 12 and six. Like you talk about them going 12 and six and it's because Brad Malone or whoever is like the fourth line center, or James Hamblin is playing on the fourth line and those guys play like six minutes. And the thing that Jay Woodcroft does well is he doesn't get overly tempted to just play the hell out of McDavid and Dreisaitl. It's not like McDavid and Dreisaitl's minutes skyrocket to 28 when they go 11 and 7. No, McDavid was at 22-30 last night. 
That's good. In fact, the only Oilers yeah. forward who played under 10 minutes was Dylan Holloway. All he really does is he mixes it up. Hyman gets a few extra shifts. McDavid, Drysaddle get a few extra shifts. McLeod, Nuge, everyone gets a few extra. They each play an extra 40 seconds to maybe like a minute 15. Boom, you've made up for that extra spot in the forward lineup. And I would argue the value you get from being able to give some defensemen an extra shift off going 11 and 7 far outweighs the potential, even long-term downside of playing these forwards an extra shift or two every game. I think one thing to add to that too is, Tyler, is that the Oilers have the benefit of having so many centermen within the actual that 11 players. So obviously you have McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nuge, McLeod, Derek Ryan too. Like it makes it even more flexible when you can do that because then when you throw your fourth line out there, like you can just put a Derek Ryan as a centerman or a McLeod. It doesn't necessarily have to be McDavid or Dreisaitl. And I think with it too, it's it just gets everyone more involved. Like Dylan Holloway, you said, didn't play, played under 10 minutes last night and picked up two assists. Like it just makes people yeah. like more involved within the game and, and just, yeah, like have some positive impact on it overall. And I agree, like you can't run 11 and 7 every single night, but I think right now, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, Dylan Holloway in nine and a half minutes racked up three hits as well. Uh, mm -hmm. The only players who had more hits than that cost had four. Kane had a team high five. And on the blue line, Cody Cece had four as well. But if you were to do that on like a kind of per minute stat, Holloway hits a lot when he's out there. He's a little buzz on. I loved what I saw from him last night. Uh, let's get into what else I loved from last night with our three big things brought to you by Montana's. They have a brand new comfort food menu. This thing is legit, people. You can check it out on their website, montanas.ca. Also, today is Wednesday. Their daily deals, they are still up. Oh, here's the comfort menu. That mac and cheese looks great. The oh, dessert, the apple that, crisp, unreal. Is that, is that a spin dip in the top left? Spin oh, dip top left, Liam? With some spin dip, yeah. I mean, that looks phenomenal to me. A nice stew in there as well. Why not? Tonight's also yeah. all-you-can-eat ribs at Montana's, like it is every Wednesday with their fantastic daily deals. Shout out to our friends at Montana's. Uh, my first big thing, Liam, we talked about the different ways this team is getting goals right now. Let's look into how they've been scoring over this four-game winning streak. Mm. They're three for 11 on the power play, which is good for any other team. For them, though, I'd say when they go on a four-game heater, I usually go, ah, their power play is probably like 50% over this span, but they're not getting a crazy amount of offense. In fact, their power play percentage on this heater is lower than it has been on the season as a whole. So it's not like the power play is carrying them. The PK has actually been good. They're 12 for 13 on the PK over this four-game heater. Boom, that's great. The special teams thing is kind of flipped from what it has been early in the season. But the most important thing in the last four games they have 18 goals at five on five. 18 goals at five on five. That is a outstanding number. That production is great. And they've had 11 different forwards score goals over the last four games. Last night, there was only one Oilers forward who dressed who does not have a goal over this heater. And it's a Vander Kane who's only played in the one game. The depth scoring is driving this team right now. This is the scoring depth and the kind of unit we thought we were getting early in the season. And if it's even a little sustainable, this team is going to be very hard to beat down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to imagine it is somewhat sustainable considering how poor it was to start the year. And now guys are finally getting in the groove. Like this is the Oilers lineup minus Yamamoto and I guess Poyavi too, if you want to put it in there. But like 
this is the strongest lineup we've had for a, for a while now. So, yeah, I think this is something that can keep going, especially when Kane starts banging him in the net too. Like, Holloway's now finding his groove a little bit. Like, we'll see kind of what Fogo can do from this. But overall, like, the boys, they're buzzing right now and they're playing with a lot of confidence at 5-on-5, five five, which is such a massive thing. It's almost a reverse opposite of what was happening to what it is now. Yeah, it is. And it is uh, great to see. Hopefully, you sign. They can keep this thing going. Uh, Jack Campbell turns in quite the performance as well. It is now mm-hmm. five straight starts for him where he has turned in a save percentage of 900 or better. And take a look at this. Now, you might be saying five wins and five starts because that's what I said as well. Um, but the, his only loss was technically the game against LA and it was a relief appearance. So five starts five wins, a goals against average of two, and a save percentage of 924. We're watching Jack Campbell turn his season around in real time. I said I would never complain when this guy is 900 or better. That second goal, though, probably shouldn't go in. Do you know, there was a picture on Twitter, and I I didn't see I was at the game, but I wasn't paying attention to this. Apparently, he changed his glove mid-game. Like, after that goal went in, he went and changed his glove. So that's something interesting, but that's the third. I think that's the third goal this season we've kind of seen go in that way. So something you would obviously want to see come to an end. But overall, like he was rock solid again last night. He made a lot of good saves in the second period too. And then, you know, he's just uh, you look at the five games he's had. He he had that big one. Was it? It was San Jose, right? If I remember correctly, where he came across with the glove, yeah. and even LA that one where he came across with the glove too. That did count as a goal. Like he's getting there at least, and. No, I think we're seeing the Jack Campbell we thought we were going to get when we signed him in the summer. And hopefully this is just something sustainable. And then when we get uh, Skinner back in there, Soup and Stew can just be just a deadly combo. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, uh, someone else, Island Tony, said his season turned around when he got 
new equipment. And yeah, he put on those new pads and it looked mm-hmm. great. And then obviously there was uh, the change with the glove as well last night, apparently. And I didn't see it either. They didn't show it on the broadcast, but people are saying he, or I missed it on the broadcast. People are saying he did make a change with his glove last night after giving up a little bit of a stinker. But still, you know what? I will even say, this is how positive I'm feeling about this hockey team right now. I will say Jack Campbell giving up that goal, but then turning around and not giving up another one after confidence was a problem for this guy early in the season. He'd give up that goal early in the year and absolutely crumble. And now look at that. He rebounds and plays solid for this team for the rest of the game. So I really liked uh, what I saw from Jack Campbell last night, putting that one goal kind of off to the side. And my third big thing our guy Bruce Kerlock was the one tweeting about it. I loved his game as well. Jay Woodcroft's even made some comments about it. Man, Philip Broberg is here, and he is growing mm-hmm. right in front of our eyes. And listen, we've done this thing with Bouchard before. Development is not always a straight line, but we are seeing flashes from Philip Broberg right now of a guy who could be a really damn good top four defenseman one day. And after watching him over the last week and a bit here, I'm starting to say he's moving into my untouchable list. I don't know if I move this guy in a trade for Jacob Chikrin. I don't know if I move this guy at all this season. And in fact, if you're going to add a defenseman now with the way Broberg's playing, I think you're going 11 and seven the rest of the season and every game in the playoffs. And you're running Broberg out there every game because I think he's earned it. He's remarkable at retrieving pucks. Mm -hmm. He does not spend a lot of time in his own end. He's good at moving it. And they've been trusting him on the penalty kill, and the results are coming through as well. Mark M says Broberg is cleft bomb 2.0. And listen, the offense isn't there yet. That's maybe something that can come in his game a little bit. But there are so many positives. And I dug into some numbers, Liam, as you know I like to do. Yeah. 217 defense. Yeah, here we go. Giddy up. (laughs) 217 defensemen have played 200 or more 500 or 200 or more five on five minutes this season. Okay. So NHLers who have had good sample sizes on the blue line, there's 217 of them. If you look at goals for percentage at five on five, he ranks 16th, 16th out of 217. That's more or less seven D men from every team. He's 16th. He's 11th. In five-on-five shots, four percentage. And the thing to remember, I guess, and the little caveat or the asterisk here is his offensive zone starts are high and he doesn't face a lot of tough competition or he doesn't get a lot of tough minutes, right? So that's that's something to note. But he's also a rookie defenseman who is in the Mm -hmm. top 20 in a lot of those important five on five categories. And we're not talking expected goals. We're not doing we're not getting that far down the analytics train because I don't like expected goals as a stat. I think it's it's just incredibly flawed. We are talking about the actual results Philip Broberg has gotten in his 200 plus five on five minutes. And they are really, really damn good. Even if you go from percentages to rates, he's 17th in shots against per 60, which means when he's on the ice, the other team isn't getting a lot of shots. Again, I understand part of that is the whole, he starts in the offensive zone a lot and that helps. But that also means he's been good in transition and he's not letting the other team get into his own end a lot. He's been so damn good on this blue line over the last week. He needed to get some love. I am all here for it. Philip Broberg is becoming a everyday NHL defenseman right in front of us. 
Yeah, and I, I agree. And it's is interesting. Last night I, w- I was at the game, like I said, and it was a play. And they, they, so he went to like, he was going back to get a puck, like you said, which he's good at. And he could have just like easily rimmed it to his new next D partner, but he was just seeing the ice so well. He rimmed it all the way around to like the, basically the red line, like the halfway line and like got it to the next guy there who tipped it in and everyone got his own change. And it was just like, that's such a heads up play. And you don't make that kind of play if you're not playing with confidence right now. And I think that's what Brogberg is evidently playing with. And you said like he plays with a lot of offensive zone starts, but that's also a credit to Woodcraft and Manson for putting in a position to succeed and to him to get that mojo in his game. Cause we all know like he, he's obviously, what was he eighth overall pick or whatever, like his high expectations for him, but you need to get that confidence before you can start playing for those expectations. And that's what Broberg has right now. And I think, like you said, like, is he, is he quickly becoming untouchable? I think he's putting himself in a category or at least making it difficult for the Oilers to go and trade away, trade him away. And with that, I would say the Oilers should now go and get a right-handed defenseman because we've seen the impact of what Dehan Ney can do for this lineup when you're in and you're playing four on the right rather than four on the left. So maybe that's what I would do is get a depth piece on the right side rather than take anything away from the guys on the left side. Cause that's probably your strongest side, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll see. I think it also now just totally gives Ken Holland more options. Um, mm-hmm. He can get a, he can get a lefty or a righty at this point. If the plan is to truly go 11 and seven, the rest of the way. And that's just going to give him even more bargaining power when he's going out onto the trade block and looking around the league. So I like that. Um, it's good. Jay Woodcroft had some quotes. Daniel Nugent Bowman passed these along on Philip Broberg. He said, quote, he's growing right before our eyes. He defends the way we want him to defend. He's quick back to pucks. He's not afraid on retrievals. He goes back and touches it first. He moves pucks quickly. All of those things are, that's how a modern defenseman needs to be. There's no more, or it's, I shouldn't say there's no more. It's becoming increasingly rare that you just have a guy that is a crash and bang, break up the cycle, and that's his only skill kind of thing. You need to be good. And I said this when I talked, when we talked to Bruce Kerlock the other day, you need to be good. Yes, at getting yourself out of trouble, but I want defensemen who are going to keep me out of trouble. Philip Broberg keeps you out of trouble. Uh, there are a lot of comments we need to get to, but those are my three big things for our friends at Montana's. Montana's.ca, they're bringing back the viewing party this season with their daily deals. Check out the full lineup by visiting them at Montana's.ca. Yes, Wednesday, all you can eat ribs. Go there, hunker down for a couple hours, watch the game, and just crush ribs the entire night. That is a fantastic plan. There's nothing wrong. You can't poke holes in that plan. Liam, we're in a good mood today. The Oilers have won four in a row. It feels good. It feels a lot better than it did on Tuesday when we did that episode. So we've come, we've come a long way in just over a week. But yeah, like it's just a good time right now, and it's it's finally nice to see the Oilers get some momentum going and get like these aren't just four wins. These are four wins against divisional opponents. Like this is this is huge for this team, and and two wins against teams that played uh, higher than you in the standings and. Aaron, I think we have the Western Conference standings there or the Pacific ones. Those are right there now in the top three hunt together. There they are. What are they? Three points back of LA with the same amount of games played and LA are dropping a little bit. Like the Oilers, they got to keep going. Like it's a big game on Thursday, but after that, your schedule gets soft again. And that's where you got to keep that momentum flying through. And it's going to be interesting to see how they just keep flying here. Yeah, um, it will be really interesting because you know what? Their next two opponents the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vancouver Canucks, the Oilers are going to play each of those teams 
as they're coming off back-to-back games, which I think is really a, a door-open kind of opportunity for the Oilers. Yeah, Tampa Bay is really damn good. But if they mm-hmm. decide to burn Vasilevsky tonight against the Vancouver Canucks, then tomorrow you could very well be getting Brian Elliott in that hockey game. And guess what? I know we kind of did this once with the Vancouver Canucks when they started calling Dalia against the Oilers. But if they burn Spencer Martin on the first game, that means the Oilers are getting a third string in the second one. And Brian Elliott in his last three starts has allowed 10 goals. This isn't a guy who is a great backup or anything like that. He's an incredibly average goalie with a 317 goals against average on the season. So you could have a chance to face a couple of backup goalies. And I know we know this team. We probably shouldn't be sitting here going, it's a good thing they're playing backup goalies. And they can light up anyone, to be fair. But you'll get two teams on back-to-backs who are also coming from the Pacific time zone as well. So losing that hour when they have to travel at night. So it's there's a lot of positives lining up for this hockey team right now. And I know we only have the Pacific Division standings up there, but even if you were to look at it from the wildcard standings, tonight's action in the NHL, Colorado plays Calgary. Those are two teams that are right behind you. Hopefully, it isn't a three-point game. Hopefully, this one ends in regulation. But I would say a good chance that one of these two teams ends up losing a point tonight or losing a game. Or not a good chance. You know what I mean? A good chance it doesn't go to overtime. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to help you create even more separation. Uh, Also tonight, that's actually, that is about it for teams around the Oilers on the out-of-town scoreboard. Um, Yeah, but you can see the wildcard standings here. Edmonton in that top spot. A good chance tonight with that head-to-head game to gain a little bit more ground in a way on both Colorado and Calgary. And then tomorrow, when the Oilers play the Lightning, the Blues are taking on the Preds. Those two teams are right around the Oilers in the wildcard race as well. So a lot going on. Also, LA gets Dallas tomorrow. So Mm. schedules are getting tough for some of these teams. I don't know. A good chance for the Oilers to keep gaining some ground as they roll along here. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it felt like at the start of the year, the Oilers were just playing almost every playoff team in the league and and struggling against it because they couldn't get anything going, sustain like sustain anything. And now the schedules flipped a little bit where those teams above the Oilers are now playing the the tougher opponents, I guess you could say. And the Oilers' schedule is getting a little bit softer. But yeah, like Oilers got to capitalize on that too because we've seen it far too many times this season where. They've had leads against poor teams and blown it in one way or another or whatever's happened. They just ultimately haven't come away with two points is the, the, the conversation in this. Something interesting happened at Oilers practice today and Ryan Rashog just shared it. Um, there's a video and I know you won't be able to see it, but I'm watching it now. The team kind of mobbed Stuart Skinner and gave him like a big, big hug and then skated away. Hmm. What do you think that's about? Well, he's a dad. It's first not his first is practice dad? back. They mobbed so him. So it's, it's one of two things, Liam. All-star? Oh, yeah, you're about to say it. <laughs> is Stuart Skinner an all-star? You would have to imagine. Like, that would make a lot of sense. What a week for what a week for Stu. If that's true, like, becoming a dad and then an all-star in the same week. Like, yeah, I mean, if there's any, there's no other goalie in our division that truly... Earn, has earned that position and if he has like credit to Oilers Nation for getting him in there because he deserves it and we obviously had to vote him in so let's hope they go and grab Nugent Hopkins and, and Drysaddle and give them big hugs too because that would be good to get three or uh, four representatives uh, of the Edmonton Oilers but we'll see 
Uh, Gene Principe said, post Oilers practice hugs and congratulations for Stuart Skinner on the birth of Bo. Don't think he had a, and then he made a pun as Gene does. Um, I don't know. I, it wasn't his first practice back. So like if they were third, it's like his third. Yeah. 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 And he had a game last night. There was actually a moment. So I was sat behind the Oilers bench and I'm not too like in the second tier and at the start of the second intermission, Louis DeBrusque gave uh, gave a little congratulations to Stu as well. So uh, just a, just everyone's just giving Stu some love, and he, he deserves it. All right, so we'll – oh, here we go. Aaron, you are oh, the God. man. You are on it today, Aaron. Here's the video of the Oilers congratulating Stuart Skinner um, on something we don't know, the birth of his <laughs> child randomly in his third practice since having a kid, or is it a nod that Stuart Skinner is going to the All-Star game, or – are they congratulating him because he's getting the start tomorrow and it'll be his first start as a papa? I guess we'll find out. I almost don't want to end the stream so we can wait and find out. I don't know when the I NHL know. is even announcing this. Maybe someone listen. Oh, Dr. Gonzo says voting ended last night. That's what I was going to ask everybody. So mm. maybe, maybe uh, we will see what happens there. But, oh, I'm excited for that. That'd be a great storyline. In one week, you become a dad. You're an NHL starting goalie. A couple weeks ago, you got a nice fat extension as mm-hmm. well. And then you're going to go to Florida for the All-Star game. Great stuff. You also like uh, Alex can mix in the oh, two sorry, that he played with it. Tyler Benson and James Hamlin too this season. Two guys who he played like U15 hockey with, which yeah. is kind of nuts. So it's been, a, it's been a great season for Stu, to say the least. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, there were some comments in the chat I want to get to before we wrap up the show as well. A lot of you guys talking about the brad marchand thing last night Mm. and i didn't read too much into it but basically what happened ian mclaren who's a great guy by the way and a great follow he hosts locked on bruins uh he tweeted out some line combinations for the bruins and on the third line he put yeso pulyarvi again talking about how pulyarvi was a healthy scratch maybe he's a buy low candidate for the boston bruins and brad marchand Yes, like the real Brad Marchand responded with the emoji that's like the shushing thing, like, shh, keep it quiet. Or was Marchand mm. saying, shh, leave us alone. Don't, don't talk about stuff like that. We're not mixing things up right now. Either way, it led to a lot of speculation that, hey, maybe the Boston Bruins could be an interesting fit for Yessa Pugliarvi. Taking a look right now, they're projected to have just over $3 million in deadline cap space. So they could certainly do it if they wanted to. Maybe Edmonton would have to take back some money in the transaction. I mean, obviously they would. I don't think Boston is spending all of their cap space straight up on Yeso Pugliarvi. Like they're firmly in their cup window this year. It's last dance vibes, all of that stuff. Um, I would hate to be someone who bet against them winning the division. That would just be an awfully embarrassing thing to have to have happen. Uh, but someone <laughs> threw out an interesting name in the comments. I forget who it was, so I apologize. And the chat's moving so damn fast, I can't keep up. Uh, but Trent Frederick, I looked into him a little bit. Mm. He's listed on Cap Friendly as a left wing, right wing. He's listed on NHL.com as a sin. So he's a versatile forward is what we'll call him here. A six foot three, 214 pounds. This dude is big. This guy has nine goals in 40 games. He's scoring at nearly a 20 goal pace this season with the Boston Bruins. He averages over a shot on goal per game as well. Um, $1 million this year. An RFA with Arbrights at the end of this season. $1.5 
if that's a potential return, I'm wildly intrigued by that. I don't quite understand why Boston would do it because, again, Trent Frederick seems like a guy great on the PK. You want a big body like that in the playoffs? He fits the Bruins brand as well. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. why they would want to swap him for Pugliarvi, but if they would, I'm listening. I think it's such an interesting thing to bring up like the fact that was tweeted like he, he left a comment and he was oh i was just kind of speculating but the fact my sean commented on it is very weird too but yeah for me just doesn't fit what the bruins do like he's not like that big big bad bruin right like literally exactly what trent frederickson is so it just doesn't really work for me i don't i don't get it but it was interesting too in the comments people being like well what's wrong with paul yavi like edmonton just aren't developing him and everything it's like ah but Maybe just watch him a little bit more and you'll get it. It's, it'll be interesting. But I, like you said, if the Bruins only have $3 million, I just don't see them spending that money on Jesse Pogliavi when they're being linked. Like last year, they went and got Hampus Lindholm. They're big-time players at the trade deadline. They got Taylor Hall a few years before that. Like I think they're going to go after a big dog at this deadline to try and get that final championship. Like you said, it's got very much like last dance vibes in Boston right now. So... We'll see, but if that, if that's the deal for uh, Puyavi, then I'm all ears. And there you got to look at the Brad Marchand tweet as well. So um, first off, Aaron. Oh, man, Aaron's the, Aaron, the producer, is hotter than the Oilers themselves right now. He's been pulling up everything as we're talking about it. We didn't prep any. Well, we rarely oh. prep a show. We didn't prep any of this thing. Uh, JJB Music says Marchand is just stirring. Uh, John Glenn says, I think that Marchand was just saying, let's not talk about the great thing we've got going on over here. Then John says, like I do with my fantasy football teams. Uh, I like that. <laughs> um, Tyler Mulek points out Pugliarvi leads the team in hits and fights, which mm. I think cost and passed him because I'm pretty sure Kleem has three now. But regardless, um, Pugliarvi has gotten credit for a couple of tilts this year. He has been playing better physical hockey as well. Um, so there you go. Captain Felton's in says Aaron is a beaut. Yes, you would have figured that out on the nation vacation. Liam, we have 150 people. This is a new record for consecutive this, live viewers on Oilers Nation every day. It is a little nutty right now. And that just goes to show how the city's feeling about the team at the moment. Everyone's just buzzing about them. Let's, but let's keep the likes flowing too. Like, can we hit 100 likes on this show for back to back? We're 84 right, right now. So we haven't got a lot of time left. But let, if you're in there, let's just slam it and see what we get to. And, but yeah, like, Man, oil country. We're all feeling it right now. We're all feeling it. And I think the players feel it too. The energy in Rogers' place, like it was a little 50-50. And then I hate to say it, but the wave got going and there was a oh, lot no. of energy in that building. But to be <laughs> fair, to be fair to everybody, this there was a three-goal difference at the time and it wasn't 2-2 two, two, and you went penned in your own zone like you were in Vancouver. So I give all those fans credit for that one. All right. Maybe we got to break more news on the show. Maybe that's the key to us getting all these uh, yeah. these likes. What should we break next? Maybe uh, maybe we maybe we get something on a Klim Costin extension. Ooh, Ooh. May- maybe we that will. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alex is in and says, "You guys do a great job. Love the content daily. We love you, Alex." Um, Peter says, "Stop doing the wave. I don't love it." Uh, Doctor Gonzo says, "Is there a reason for the wave hate?" Um, I just hate fun. That's my reason why I don't like it. Um, <laughs> Aaron says, maybe you broke the Stuart Skinner news. I mean, we basically just took a wild guess based on a random video from Ryan Rashog. But if Skinner does go to the All-Star game, 
Yeah, we'll break that. We'll we'll say we'll take credit. We always I love taking credit for stuff like that. So why not? Uh, will you guys do a live trade deadline show? That's actually we were talking about that the other day because last year uh, we did the daily face off live trade deadline show for like six hours or something like that. And I think we're gonna do that again with Frank. But what I'll promise to you is if the daily face off one does happen. Once that ends, I'll just flip and go immediately live with the Nation Network YouTube here, and we'll do a full Oilers Nation Everyday recap of what Edmonton did at the deadline. So that'll happen. If we don't do the daily face-off one, maybe we go live for like five hours on this channel on deadline day. Why not? We've we've got some ideas. We, we This has been discussed now for the past like two weeks. We're trying to figure out how to lock it down, but there'll, there'll be something within the Nation Network umbrella involving tyler and myself that that will be involved in and that'll get some trade deadline coverage so don't worry about that yeah 100 percent uh all right let's uh before we get back into the chat liam let's give some love to our friends at betway and get to our daily bets mm. good luck what are we going with today some reason i gotta write these down before i come onto the show because i always forget until they come on there we go we're going against the vancouver canucks tonight Tampa Bay, they're going to burn themselves out before they come into Edmonton on Thursday. Win by two or more, plus 120. I thought that was pretty solid, actually, considering the absolute hellstorm that's going on in Vancouver right now. Yeah. And also, Edmonton is shot dropping back-to-back games. I believe he missed one, then he got another one. So three of his last four, he's actually hit the shot prop. So yeah, plus money on that, too. I thought that was pretty juicy. So going with the Hedman shot prop over two and a half, and Tampa Bay plus 120 on the puck line. I dig that. Why not same game parlay them? That's that'd probably yeah, be like a real juicy number. Um, what did I like today? Dallas. I think Dallas is a great value spot tonight. They're mm. minus one sixty on the money line, taking on uh, San the San Jose, Jose Sharks. Who've, yeah, they've yeah. won two of their last ten or something like that. The the stars are a great bet. Mm. Whether you like a money line puck line, I think it's really solid. And I also really like the Michael Backlund shot prop. Payout's not great in Calgary. He had hit it in six or seven in a row and then lost it in his last game. So I like him to bounce back tonight. Um, I like our guy St. Louis, not to be f- confused with Guy St. Louis. We weren't sure how to say that. He uh, he said said he loves the show, but he was like, man, do you guys ever grovel for likes? And it is no coincidence <laughs> that yesterday we hit 100 likes and today the algorithm is rewarding us with our most viewed show ever. It's just the way we mm. got to do business, man. We're trying to keep the lights on in it. the sports closet studio. <laughs> you have to. And that's, that's just the way YouTube works. Trust me, we wouldn't do it if it didn't help us all. As the, whole, <laughs> the whole show gets better with more likes. Yeah. Uh, and there is, uh, yeah, there, there's a method to our madness here as mm. well. Uh, catching up bit. on what is going on on that Nation Network YouTube chat. Chad says you guys should do a betting tutorial one day because, man, I'm clueless. And actually, we probably could do that for you as well. We just hit 100 likes. So shout out to everyone on the Nation Network you. YouTube. For those of you who listen to the show as a podcast, come on over to the live feed. We're live mm-hmm. at noon mountain time every single day. So hop on board. Get in on the chat with all the regulars. 
And there were a lot of new faces in the chat as well. Still the regulars, like our guy, Tyler Mulek, who says the almighty algorithm. And yes, sir, that is indeed correct. Or if you do miss a show on live, you can get it as a podcast as well. Uh, Tomorrow is a Thursday on the show, and it is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day, as well as the Oilers take on the Bolts. Bolts are in Vancouver tonight. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. We got some more info if you want to check them out in the description of this YouTube video. Also, big love to our friends at Star Mechanical, the newest partner here on Oilers Nation every day. StarMechanical.ca, everything you need. They've been one of Edmonton's top new home plumbing installers for the last 20 years. They also do emergency services. Give them a ring, 780-481-8873. Shout out to Star Mechanical. Well, Liam, that is going to be a wrap on today's show. There were a lot mm-hmm. of you in the comments. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to have more trade talk. We're going to have more rumor talk. Everything we do. And then also, JLB Bikes. It's a short for Giant Game Day. Enjoy your Wednesday, Oilers fans. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and keep it locked on OilersNation.com. We'll chat tomorrow at noon Mountain Time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.